0: You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour online radio broadcast with your on-air host, Christopher Albert. He is going to amaze you, surprise you, or sadly underwhelm you. That's for you to decide. In the meantime, stay tuned. It's The Junk and Jam Hour with Christopher Albert, as heard only on Radio Free Brooklyn which means it's Monday and some of you are still white girl wasted. I guess you can be black girl wasted too, but that sounds racist. So we'll just say white girl wasted. Yeah, white girl wasted right here on
1: the Junk and Jam Hour. Happy Monday, everyone. I sincerely hope you are all done and cured Of your weekend hangovers. Uh, You are listening to the Jugger Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City artists, broadcasters, DJs, uh, you name it, journalists, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right here, of course, Radio Free Brooklyn's goal is to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities. and as host of the Junkin' Jam Hour, it is my goal to highlight and share the impressive projects of the many talented, underground, and groundbreaking artists and entrepreneurs of all kinds from all around the world. And uh, we do have a very special guest joining us. My on-air guest today is one half of the alternative synth duo group Ryle, influenced by music all of her life. Uh, She is an alumna of the American Musical and Dramatic Academy where she graduated from their musical theater conservatory program and her producer cohort and partner uh, studied jazz at the new school. Now, their lush, synth-heavy tunes are embedded with stories and soundscapes collections of music that one music magazine has best described as passionate anthems that dwell in sensual terrain. Pop dust has even described her blue-eyed vocal delivery as fresh, inventive, and haunting. And it's no surprise that their collective musical influences include Radiohead and their frontman Tom York, uh, B-York, Kendrick Lamar, and Tame Impala, all ingenious acts renowned for their innovative music. Now, even after releasing their self-entitled EP in 2016 and their first LP, Silver and Gold, in 2017... Ryle, uh, which by the way was critically regarded as classic and cutting edge Uh, Ryle, uh, continually uh, have been exploring their creation of music And are currently focusing on expounding their extraordinary music Even more recognized by Time Out New York as an angelic voice I now welcome to join me via call-in Singer, songwriter, musician, keyboardist, and frontwoman Of electronic, alternative, synth duo group Ryle, please help me welcome Jackie Ryle. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Christopher. Hi. Thank
2: you so much for that introduction.
1: (laughs) You're absolutely welcome. We are honored. We pull out all the stops.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm bowing. I'm bowing as I hear those applause.
1: Thank you. We have a whole studio audience in here. Just, um, so now, um, you have uh, obviously, like many musicians, have a long journey. Um, uh, specifically uh I guess your own relationship with music. Um, but specifically, let's just start with am I pronouncing it right, Ryle?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly
1: how R-Y-A-L, uh electronic alternative synth duo. Now that uh the whole concept or your whole music all of it the whole project <laughs> right because there's Ryle the Jackie Ryle the person and Ryle the project
2: yeah
1: um, we like to confuse you <laughs> <laughs> um, but now Ryle the project is actually the collaboration your music in between uh, you you are a singer you are a keyboardist I like to say pianist but that might be aging you know I mean That's we're okay. we're talking about music in 2020 now who says pianist anymore um, except if I want them to play, you know, uh, a Chopin. But, um, it's between you and producer, uh, Aaron Nevesi? Yes, Nevesi. Nevesi. Uh, now you are originally from San Diego. Aaron's from New Zealand. How the hell did you two meet?
2: <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, the star aligned the line, for sure. Uh, Aaron actually produced, um, my, my previous band, uh, that was called Strip Darling, um, he produced us back in, I think it was like 2009 or 2010. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, it was like one of those encounters where you meet someone and you just like, I he understood the aesthetics that I really liked. and
1: um, Which is I not always easy, him. especially in no. terms of any creative art, but specifically music. And we talk with musicians all the time. But just yeah. to find, um, it's 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 a synergistic relationship, right?
2: It really is. And he um, he's so chill.
1: I'm
2: usually <laughs> like the frenetic one.
1: So well, now, like, when you say he's chill, are you usually like a little, um, maybe you need some chilling out? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I definitely do. Um, okay. I'm like... High energy and, and Aaron's clearly from New Zealand and super chill and got it. Um, so it's a good balance for sure. But well, the high energy is not. From, yeah, yeah. It's
1: not necessarily <laughs> a bad thing.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, well, so he, but aesthetically, from a music perspective, it was we just um, I felt like he really understood the band. And then um, when I started when my band broke up and I started wow. writing solo material. Um, he was the first person I thought of that I wanted to work with on the project and we connected and um, you know he produced a few of the songs in the beginning and then I was like do you want to write together and he was like yeah I do yeah. want to write together and then we started then we really formulated Ryle
1: I love that which, which is obviously just uh, an extension of yourself and obviously Aaron's yeah. Aaron's music. So, let, let, you know, not many people understand that. Uh, um, I don't want to say non-artists. I just feel like we're all artists, but not everybody embraces that artist inside of them. Mm. And, you know, for whatever reason, and it's okay. It happens. We have families. We have things to take care of. And And, you know, sometimes we just have to use the tools in our toolbox for other things other than our own callings um but yes there are growing pains associated with that and and obviously you were part of this group trick darling what were what were some of the lessons or maybe the hard lessons you've had to learn growing as an artist especially from being in a group obviously you've had these blessings of meeting your your you know your future producer um and that's one takeaway from it. But what were the challenges going through that? Because obviously everything is always in hindsight and we don't always know in that moment.
2: Yeah, I love everything that you just said. Um, I totally agree with you, by the way, that everyone is an artist. Um, and yeah, some people are are more accepting of that side of them than others. But um, yeah, in terms of what's been... Uh, learning processes and, and, hardships is, you know, really just trusting your own voice. And, um, I think one of my good qualities slash bad qualities is that I'm <laughs> overly loyal. Um, okay. and so I really, I probably stuck in my previous band far longer than I should have. Okay. Um, and I did it for, because I loved everyone so much, and I really, I really loved the music that we made. But um, I believed in the band in a, a different way than the other musicians. So I think, you know, you really have to just like listen to your gut and yeah. make sure that your, your visions are aligned.
1: Your vision for, and obviously you enjoyed the music you were making, but your vision for the group itself was just not being reciprocated.
2: Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, we we put in so much time, energy, money, our own finances. And sometimes it's hard, and and that's with any relationship.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's like a marriage.
1: <laughs> well, well, it certainly is. It certainly is, and it, and and sometimes it's really difficult to know. Do you continue working? Is it work or is it fighting against? You know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But you made it here. Yes. Yeah. Um I I know um one of the things you've uh, said in in a previous interview cuz you are a songwriter. Um which I feel all musicians especially now are and and actually should be. But you are a songwriter and I know for you you grew up um I guess in a home <laughs> with a, a different ideology. Whether political or otherwise, first of all, mm-hmm. do they support your artistry?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I am definitely supported um, by by the decisions I've made from an artistic po- point of view, not yeah. from a political point of view.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's and that's okay. For sure. It's <laughs> I I'm I'm definitely not with the whole. Um, uh, what's the word dismissing a dismissive of, or shaming people for their, whatever their political beliefs are. Yeah. Um, however stupid they may seem to others. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we're not in the business. We are, you know, we are in the business to, you know, however we can, you know, obviously you're a writer. Um, I would even, uh, you know, let's start there. You said writing for you, is is a necessity. It's a survival mechanism. So you've had lots of things personally, you know, even people around you, um, outwardly, inwardly, things that you maybe didn't always agree with, things you've had to battle. How did writing, I guess, save you from that? Was it always music you were writing?
2: Um, that's a great question. Yeah, I, music is totally, it's a means of survival for me. And I, I almost, View it as a form of psychotherapy. Yeah, um,
1: in and of you know, itself. <laughs>
2: yeah, totally, totally. It's, it can be very cathartic, and also I feel like it can open up um, areas of my mind or, or thoughts that um, I wouldn't necessarily be into had I not gone through the process of writing a particular songs. Um, but yeah, I. I I definitely view it as a form of therapy
1: (laughs) yeah And, and, and 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 that's just a whole other subject of how do you even get to that point of being vulnerable enough or even knowing how much and what you want to share
2: yeah sometimes songs i you know i i really challenge myself to write or practice every day um and when I write, sometimes I don't even know what the song is going to going be about. To be, yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. like,
3: the
2: lyrics come, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is what this song is about. I guess I need to deal with this portion of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or else. Or else it's just going to yeah, stay there stagnant until or bottled up and it will manifest somehow in some way.
2: Yes, yeah, totally.
1: So, we we have so much to talk about, but let's uh, talk about your music. Let's actually listen to some of your music, um, which I describe, again, as poetic, maybe ethereal. <laughs> oh, thank you. How would you describe it? I know it, you, it's it been written about, it's been talked about, and, you know, you and Aaron have your own ideas about what it is. What what? How would you describe it if it could be described? I know it has a specific genre in which it lives in. Even that is probably a little limiting.
2: Yeah, I we struggle, you know, telling people who we sound like, you know? So that's why we tell people who our influences are. Yes, um, which I hear, people, by the way. Yeah. Oh, gosh, thank you. Well, that's, that's that's the dream. Thank you. Um,
1: well, I don't, I don't mean to yeah. shame anyone, but even, even Madonna's producers tried really hard to make her sound like Bjork at one point, and that failed. So <laughs> you just have to be naturally... It has to come from a sincere place. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that.
2: The <laughs> Eric is she is like another level. Um, Aaron and I were just listening to her in a recording session recently, and I was like, I like it. She's just she's almost like from another planet, you know, here on this earth to grace the which what she does,
1: which yeah. she embraces. Yes, right. That's so different. I guess at, at at some point you're making music with Aaron. At the end of the day, you just have to make music that's right for you guys. Obviously, that's what we have to do as artists is come up with some kind of elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> We're forced ethereal, to describe it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think ethereal is a really great word for us. I think, you know, I'm such a uh, a stickler for lyrics and so is Aaron. So, like, every word is really thought out. Like, we really... we we really make an effort on every single word that As we you,
1: as you should. Material. I mean, there's, 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 you know, there's tone, there's melody, there's tempo in which these lyrics have to live with.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: um but
2: you know, we are an, we are a synth electronic band uh, and you know, when we play live, we do not bring a laptop, um, with us that triggers any of the sounds we trigger everything with the gear that we have with our yeah. every performance drum machine. is its yeah. own
1: unique it's, performance
2: exactly everything is so different every time it's not like we're playing to a backup is backup. that a and,
1: misconception about um a synth music um,
2: that well, maybe you're playing along with a track through. or something yeah a lot of bands play with track Um and you know to each their own. Like I, it's sure, still so cool, you know, like it's not, um, but Aaron and I wanted to really challenge ourselves and really make it, um, a very interactive, um, experience. And we wanted, uh, <laughs> each time that we played to be different.
1: I love that. So now when we go out and, 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 and we see Ryle out and of course your, your, your career, um, and more people will understand and hear your music. Um, you guys also love to create, wherever you are, even if it's already created, you're still writing. Yeah, yeah. So let I want to hear where I know you have some new music, and you're always working on new music. We're going to talk about that. Um, I want to. We're going to listen to a song now entitled "Awake Monroe." Uh, you have a double a double uh, single that's out. Uh, that just came out in late 2019. So we're going to share that. You guys, and then we'll talk about that. You guys are listening to the Junk Jim Gym Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am on the phone with one half of the synth electronic duo group Ryle, Jackie Ryle, and she's going to be back with us as well. Um, stay tuned. This is Awake Monroe.
0: You were up again Your promise, all resigned.
1: here on the Junker Jam Hour. That was Awake Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, for sharing that. Thank you. <laughs> there she is. Love it, by the way. Um you, you know, so and, and And, you know, sometimes it, it can just sound like, well, you know, you're from the West Coast. And my husband and I, well, he's dubbed it la it. So whenever, you know, what we, we've we encountered when living there, it's like we just say, oh, you know, if we have to fake it, just allay it. Oh, yes, I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow when you know you're not, you know, you're like on the other side of the world. <laughs> you're not seeing anyone tomorrow.
2: <laughs> that is amazing. I, I'm going to start using
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your mother I said hi. She's been dead three years. Um, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But... um. Yes. So let's I want to genuinely talk about this. Um you are a lyricist. <laughs> uh to say the least, you and Aaron, you thought it was all addressed, the demons in my mind. Uh, that sounds like my marriage right there. I <laughs> know. Sometimes he catches me off guard. I'm like, "Okay, fine. We'll talk about this again." But I get it. I get it. You know, and sometimes, you know, it it, it you know, whatever it was, pain, hurt, disappointment it has a hold on you won't let me go um I don't know if I if I've heard this correctly it's the line between forgiveness and when to forget yep uh maybe on the exhale which ironically could be the song that's your release of it right that's the therapy part of it sure or not (laughs) I guess that's what the maybe part is and and then we'll just have to talk about it again
2: exactly you're, you're hitting all the right um,
1: <laughs> was this song specifically for someone or for certain people or this was just your way whether it was for them or not just to get it off your chest
2: um, it was actually a song to myself oh um, I yeah um but I love that uh, you feel that it could be to someone as well because uh, however you view it and however you relate to it I, right. I, I love um but I, I struggle with, um, you know, depression. And uh-huh. um, this really was a song uh, talking to the, the, the version of myself that was in the midst of, of depression.
1: So let me um, ask you this.
2: Sure.
1: Did you feel the person you were when you depressed, when you were depressed? And even if you still have some moments of it. Yeah. Do you feel, because that's what I got, maybe not so much betrayal did you feel disappointed that you were there?
2: Certainly. Um, and, yeah, you know, I definitely go in and out of depression. It's it's not something that, you know, is always there. There's degrees. That does, yeah, it, de- it definitely comes back, and it comes back with sometimes with a vengeance, and sometimes it's easier to get out of it. Um, but when it does happen... Um, you know, it, it sucks to be in it. And, sure, um, because there,
1: there you can really can around. forgive yourself, yeah. but then when do you really forget? And and what triggers that to you to remember?
2: Totally, there's such a wide variety of of reasons that depression can come up, and sometimes you don't even consciously realize it or or know the reason.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so fascinating to hear. What's behind a piece? Because obviously it is poetry. We can, as listeners, um, hear something different or maybe similar, and not know exactly where the artist was at that point. Um, you say, um, well, I know, I just know from just from reading. I love reading. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
2: like, I feel like you've researched me. It's so cool. yes,
1: it's been very fun to read about you yeah. and Aaron. Now, Aaron, of course, you felt and you've said that you guys were on the same wavelength. Um, He obviously saw the possibilities in in, in helping you to fulfill your desire and pushing you into challenging yourself and to whatever direction you wanted to take as a songwriter. Um, And you feel like he's been your cheerleader and sounding board. How important has this relationship been then, not to you just musically, but personally?
2: Um, Aaron's awesome he's definitely one of my best friends and you know uh, Aaron's married and and I'm also married yeah and people frequently think that Aaron and I are married which we're not <laughs> but we're all like such you know um, us two couples we're, we're friends in addition to Aaron and I being partners and um, you know we have a mutual respect for each other and you know I think we've We've definitely learned um, or I've learned boundaries along uh, along these years of working together. It's like we're, you know, so much in each other's lives all the time. So we, we really try to be cognizant of like giving each other space and like he's working on something and I'm working on something else. <laughs> and we come together so we don't drive each other too long. Yes, yes. Um,
1: I mean, but, it, it does take know, a lot not to... For someone else, but sometimes even for ourselves, when we step on our own foot, our own feet, and we don't allow ourselves to get to the next point of creation. Yeah,
2: totally. It's so true. Yeah, we really um, yeah, we hang out and we have a good time when we yeah. hang out. And but um, we love to work together. We really like to well, push each other and um, really dig into the work and. Um, share music with each other and we both have dogs so yeah, that's right
1: like
2: <laughs> a huge, like, talking point for us
1: so um, yeah I love that a, I love that now it's a good partnership in, in in speaking and thank you by the way for being so open oh, um, yeah, which perfect. obviously you already are with your music I know you were saying music and music writing has been cathartic for you excuse me um do you, this is, I don't even know how to articulate this, but I'm going to try. Um, whether it's it's healing from a personal hurt or disappointment, do you feel like you need that in order to make music or, or music does the opposite? It just helps heal it. Obviously, maybe both for you. Yeah, I think it's
2: definitely both. And I, um, you know, I think sometimes with, Hurt or with these different types of issues, it's easier to have the conversation in a song than it is to have a conversation right. face to face. Because sometimes those people that you might be singing about are just not ready to hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I feel that music has been a good, yeah, like like we talked about earlier, just like therapy session. Um, yeah. And then other times, like music just feels good. Like I this form of communication feels right to me. Like, I, I, I wish I it's could dancer. It's its own language. Dancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wish I was a dancer <laughs> so I could express myself, you know, that way, you know, but this is just the way it comes out of me.
1: Well, I have some, uh, if you want to take some beginner classes, I have some free Ailey class tickets for you. Um, oh. We'll plan that out.
2: We so- are going to a dance class together, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs>
1: happening my husband's the dancer by the way i can dance i'm just not great at taking direction in terms of dancing i'm like no i wouldn't do it my way um which makes me terrible at choreograph i can do it but what they can do in like one minute i can do in like maybe a week i can perfect it in a week just give me a week to work on this one piece of this choreography and then i could come back and learn the next piece
2: I am so with you. And I'm the same actually with practicing um, synthesizer parts. Like sometimes Aaron and I will learn a new song Mm -hmm. and I need to take like, he'll, he'll be like, this is how you should play this. And I'll, I'll like practice it on the spot and I won't be able to get it at all. I'll just be like, give me the week. Just give me the week. I need to have like alone time and like, I need to meditate on it. Whatever it it is that I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll get it. (laughs)
1: Uh, Um, (laughs) well, just just quickly, I don't mean to sound gay, but I will. Oh, I, di- I am hopeful I for you that, you know, we know we get to a point where we no longer have to awake Monroe and maybe just leave her buried somewhere.
2: Mm, thank you. Yes, <laughs> I
1: hope so too. You are welcome. Um, now, I know, you know what? I want to talk about something. Uh, before we we go on, well, first of all, congratulations! Let's get to see some more air horns here. <laughs> oh, I like the air horns. Don't you love it? Um, congratulations! By the way, I know you guys, Ryle, have uh, officially reached over one thousand unique monthly listeners.
2: Thank you. Yes.
1: And in however that works, it's something exciting. Um, there's obviously always two sides to the story. <laughs> some people are for yeah. against what's going on at Spotify or not. Um now according to Spotify Well first of all, just having, you know, just having that and, and obviously it's exciting for you because I feel like I've seen some of your YouTube videos. Some of them have been watched for over 14,000 times. Yep. But yeah. I guess it's I guess excuse me just my mic. I guess it's different because Spotify is just another major relatively newer platform than YouTube um, do you feel that um, <sighs> I guess does that make you feel okay our music is accepted even now on this new thing and, 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 and that just gives you more um, <sighs> I guess does it just allow you to keep going without the worry if people are going to receive it or not
2: yeah, I I mean, I think artists were always looking for validation, Sure. and there's different validation points, and you know, over X amount of views on YouTube is a validation <laughs> point. Over X amount of <gasps> refresh, on refresh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I think um, <laughs> you know, it, it's sad but true. I think that um, people. Uh, say that a project is only viable if it has x amount of streams you know Uh, so and you know it's difficult to play music um that not a lot of people are listening to you kind of feel like you're playing music for yourself which absolutely that there is that piece of it um well you made it
1: based on your own taste and what you would like to hear and what you would like to put out into the world. Yes.
2: For sure, for sure. But, um, yeah, I really, I, you know, I, I, am glad that you brought up Spotify because I, I really want to start talking about their search algorithm. I listen. Um, <laughs> meaning like how you search for music and Spotify. And look, I, I, I have Spotify. I use it. I yeah. use Apple Music. I mean, I'm on all the platforms, but, um, Spotify, I, I struggle with because. Have you ever searched for an artist, an up-and-coming artist on Spotify, and
1: you cannot find it? Has that happened to you? Uh, you know, I'm I, 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 I ha- I'm on Spotify, at least this podcast is, but I've never been a user of it prior to. So, yeah, I, I do. When I do go looking for music, I either Google it. Most of the time, I YouTube it. Oh, I specifically put it in, and, and, and I didn't know Spotify, you know, until you know, now that I'm speaking to more musicians on that end, and now that I know you know, what Spotify can be used for and how it can be useful um, but what are, what is your what is your experience?
2: Yeah, um, well first of all I think that's so interesting that you search in YouTube or you Google first, I love that um, but for those that like use Spotify specifically and they're looking for an artist in Spotify um, Spotify is doesn't serve exact search results first it serves up what is most popular um by stream
3: sure
2: what i can tell so right so it's so mainly putting major label artists first yes and also like artists that they've added to their playlist. right that come up first so if you have an obscure name like i do or if you have a common name even there are, always going to show the most popular artist
1: first of course now well well, let's talk about that yeah. so now according to Spotify themselves the Spotify algorithm works where the music you listen to it works by the music you listen to and the genre it creates daily yeah. mixes the discover weekly lists the yeah. new music and based off of that radar it'll suggest new songs for you on your playlist um, based on that and Spotify finds songs that fit your profile that it's supposedly that you haven't listened to. Sure, sure.
2: Yeah, I think that... I, I believe that all of that is true. Of course, I'm not saying otherwise. Where
1: Well, well I want to underscore what you said because not many people know this. The true. three top music labels that are still relevant, Sony, BMG, Universal Music Group, Warner Music Group, are among the owners of Spotify. They that's demanded harder, equity really? in return for licensing their music to the streaming service. So those three, the major labels, actually own a share of Spotify. That's so
2: interesting. I didn't even know that was the case. I'm not
1: surprised. So this obviously, you know, highlights your concern. <laughs> um, and and yeah. even further, for some artists, uh, for all the money that's generated by the streaming services for the music industry, very little of it actually flows back to the musicians themselves. It's so true. So... Um, so from
2: Spotify is difficult. Yeah. Or for so many streaming, that is. Right,
1: awesome. right. Uh, of course, you know, we celebrate your accomplishment and, and we wish you even more accomplishment on Spotify. Thank you. Uh, but according... And this is because of you, by the way. <laughs> I looked into it. So the Financial Times did an article... And I guess an expose. (laughs) And the Financial Times stated that the Spotify's main business is not actually helping listeners to discover new music, which is something you say. It's actually not very good at that. But it's about collecting information about listeners in order to sell its audiences to advertisers.
2: Interesting. Yes, I well i want to clarify something too just so you understand from their i'm talking about their search algorithm searching for an artist specifically in their platform um it it generates based off of what's most popular um in terms of how their algorithm works about like introducing listeners to new music i have no idea how that that works. works but their actual like As an example, just using Ryle as an example, if you search for Ryle in Spotify, the top results will come up as a band called Royal Blood. You have
1: to
2: scroll scroll down pages in order to... See, I
1: don't remember. I felt like I just found you. Maybe I just don't recall.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um,
1: Maybe they're just like, oh, you're always looking for, for these artists. So you could have Ryle. There you go. Right there. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chris. <laughs> I know for me, I I I don't feel like I had a trouble finding you. But yes, if I am someone now, I, I wanna talk about that because does the rules of streaming um that govern the world of digital music because I, I know one of the ways to qualify as having been listening to on Spotify your song has to have been played for at least 30 seconds. Yeah. And I know that you know, um, you have greater chances of being played or even coming up on any of the lists or any of the playlists on Spotify, um, the more music you release. And I know you guys are working on that. Was that is that part of your aim or it's just or is just now you figure, oh, this is what we were going to do anyway, but now it can help even more.
2: I actually didn't even know that was the case. Um, so that's great to hear. Yeah. That really does help us, that hooray, hooray. Um, <laughs> we are trying to get the music to as many people as we can. So, um, you know, but in terms of us releasing, we just, we we love to write. And we, the moment that we write, you know, we like to get into the studio and record it. And we just, we really, we've dedicated the last year to just like, Really focusing on generating as much content as possible and putting it out there. I mean, truthfully, it's like you put out a song and two weeks later, everybody thinks it's old. Well,
1: that's very interesting because we come from that generation where we had to buy our own music. and, Mm -hmm. And sometimes we didn't understand the music right away, but we bought it. And a lot of the times we listen to it, we didn't like it, and then we listen to it again, and we're like, "Oh, I didn't hear that before. Oh, I hear it now. Oh, I hear the hook now, or whatever it was." But now, nowadays, you can just simply skip it's without so ever true. taking the time to fully discover what a song is. It's
2: so so true. I like sometimes there's records that like I need to like really listen to or like listen to at least three or four times and then i'm like oh i get it you know maybe it's the late bloomer in me but (laughs) um it doesn't always hit me that i love something
1: no and that's fair (laughs) (laughs) um you know what we still have some some to talk about and time is ticking away (laughs) so why don't we get into another song by ryle so that our audience can discover you more And we are definitely going to play the full thing, not the first 30 seconds. (laughs) So you guys are listening to the Junker Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am joined by uh, Jackie Ryle, uh, well, obviously, writer, songwriter, um, producer, um, half of the duo, um, Ryle. um, And this is their latest dual part of their dual single. Obviously, everything works dual. Uh, this is entitled, Watcher. That's okay. You know, as long as I as nothing dropped, we can live with a little muting.
2: I didn't want to hear I didn't want anybody to hear me breathing heavily on
1: the phone or Oh well no. Well I, I turned us both down, so we were okay. Oh got it. <laughs> we were okay. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Sorry to
2: startle you.
1: Um paging, paging Jackie, please call back in. <laughs> Uh, so another I, I love the song, another uh you know and 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 shout out to Aaron, I'm assuming he did the strings on this
2: <laughs> yeah, he did all the arrangements love it song. He's, yeah he's, it's beautiful he's a badass, yeah,
1: nothing like listening it though in your ear, you know, I know sometimes we're so used to now listening to it from our devices. hey, Alexa, play it. <laughs> so true Uh, well nothing like listening to it live right so now but now you guys well let's talk about Watcher Um, stay clear I will find you a mother safety in the arms of thunder I'm not even going to try to unpack that (laughs) (laughs) but always on the sidelines running close she'll watch you from afar love you most she will and does know best um before you even explain to me <laughs> behind the song, obviously I know it's a collaboration. Do you th- think sometimes as adults, you know, we're, we're, we're just in this crazy world that we live in? Um, you know, uncertainty, um just lots of things, violence, drugs, war outside of our own comfort and, and we're always looking for that, do you do you feel like we're, we're always looking for something maybe maternalistic in our everyday relationships, something to bring us that we don't always feel when we're, you know, that we haven't maybe felt for a long time and, you know, we're at a different place with our mothers now that we look at them as just a woman outside of just being a mother and hopefully they look at us as adults even though they say they do but maybe they never will
2: totally yeah I mean I think that a lot I think I mean I think men definitely do this too but I for Uh. myself personally I feel like I've really I've I've I think a long period of my life I think I was constantly looking for for lack of a better word like a savior if you will not like I'm not talking about on a religious
1: No, no, no. I understand.
2: But like, I'm talking about like, like you always just want someone to save you or to comfort you or to take care of it for you. So that way you don't have to deal with your own shit or deal with, be be adult, you know? Be an adult. Um, So I think, um... Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. Like, I feel like only in the last few years have I been like, you know, I don't need that. You know, like I can, I got it. Like, I got it on my own. I'm cool. <laughs> you know. Um,
1: so, so, so what exactly was the inspiration for Watcher?
2: Um. So this song in particular is, um, you know, really just it's the the exploration of. Basically, parenting yourself. Uh-huh. I, 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 you know, I personally feel that I, I had to parent myself growing up, and um, that's probably why I was always looking for someone to take care of me <laughs> throughout my yeah uh, young adult years. Um, so yeah, that's that's lyrically what it's about. The, you know, what I picture a mom to be, um, what I picture a father so, to be. So, but
1: you know, now when dad. you look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. are you her now do you trust yourself to be her
2: yeah well i think sometimes i have my moments of like uh, can i be trusted but yeah (laughs) yeah, (laughs) get in line (laughs) yeah totally um but yeah i i definitely you know i feel like i've come into my own in the last few years i've done a lot of work on myself i feel you know, so, so it sounds I feel sturdy on my
1: feet. good. It sounds like I, I know you. You guys put together a full length EP, Silver and Gold, where you talked a lot about your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this sounds like your new music. Obviously, it's not part of any um, one collection. But it sounds like this. It sounds like this is who you are as a woman now. And, and this is you um, sharing your understanding or even, or even just you trusting that this is who you are as a woman and an artist. And now that you've already, you know, went through that um, cathartic moments of rediscovering your childhood, whether they were issues or or achievements, you're obviously ready to live in this space now joining us in 2020 as a woman
2: (laughs) yeah totally i mean i feel like the music that aaron and i are making now in the last year him and i really kind of made it we we did silver and gold and we love that record but we really we were like okay once it was done it was done and we were like we need to look to the future we want to really we wanted to like shake ourselves of old bad habits or or habits that we created for ourselves and lyrically and we like we really want to enter a new time um and a new topic and so now we we have a deal with ourselves that like we're not releasing anything that we don't feel excited about we're not releasing anything that we're not like oh my god this this gives us goosebumps or we feel really we love it you know um we just recorded something and and we listen back and I'm like, I'm not happy with this verse, how we recorded the verse. So we're going to go back to the drawing board. We're not just going to release it because we did it. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes as a writer, you have to kill those babies.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, You once said uh, people have always, you know, people always comment on your voice. But the comments you really appreciated are the ones that are made about your songwriting. And again, that goes to, um, it's one thing to understand how to express yourself, but it's another for it to affect someone on the other end. Yeah. Is that the most rewarding part of music making for you?
2: Yeah, I just love when someone tells me that, like, something's helped them or, like, the lyrics just, like, resonated with them and that it helped them through something or... Um, you know, at that when people start making memories with the music, that's like yeah. that's when I'm like, all right, I feel like my work here is done. You
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> so Well well the song did what it did. On um so so I know you guys are spending a lot more time holed up in a studio. You're gonna be touring a little less just to spend some more time. Um, making more new music, yep. Um, are you considering maybe recording, maybe making a recording? I guess when you're ready and, and, and you're ready to put it out, and I know you're gonna trickle stuff out, but um, are you maybe considering making like just a live album with new material with an audience and maybe we just all hear it oh. at the same time?
2: Wow, I've Really love that idea, and I'm going
1: to share it with Aaron. (laughs) Okay, yeah,
2: that that'd be really
1: cool. Um, I mean, because you guys, it, it, and you know, people don't. We don't always think, oh, it's music; it's it can be enjoyed, but it really is, especially a live performance, wherever the venue. And that's, I guess, the the end goal is to make it an experience. And it really yeah. sounds like you guys have all you know you you're your professionals, your you know and it doesn't even matter. We're still growing, you're still growing as artists, but you're not afraid to show who you are in that moment. So it really sounds like it'll be something special. Well, God.
2: I'm I'm ready, Bowery Ballroom. I'm ready, Hamlet. Yes.
1: <laughs> you claim it. Wherever that can happen. That's, That's right. <laughs> um I love it. Uh, um, We didn't, we're not even going to have time to get into women in the music industry. Obviously, you're one of them. I love it, by the way. All your music is published and registered under Jackie Ryle Music. Amazing. (laughs) Especially when 12.3% of songwriters of the 600 most popular songs of the last six years, only 12.3% were women. And 2% of producers across those popular 300 songs were female. So for every, I'm so
2: glad that you pulled these stats. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We love
1: it. Well, how else? Anyway, composer, lyricist, uh, Jackie Ryle, and of course Aaron Navizi. Thank you guys so very much for sharing your music. Now, of course, uh, where our audience can find uh, any and all information about you, you uh, guys um, obviously are on have your own website. Ryle.tv.tv. Ryle. Mm-hmm. R Y A L. Um yeah. you are on Instagram. Um yeah. under Jackie Ryle. J A C Q U uh, E R Y A L. Facebook, Jackie. And the same thing for Twitter, Jackie Ryle. Yep. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Um, thank you so very much for sharing your music. Um you guys again for everything. Uh, we do here as well. You can log on to Radio Free Brooklyn. We will be celebrating our fifth anniversary in May. Um, And we've accomplished a lot since then, including having a teenage broadcasting after-school program right here um, in the studios. Uh, For everything about what I do, you can uh, find out about me on junkandjam.com. Thank you so very much. Uh, This is Ryle with Cars.